Welcome to the KML Messcast. Can't everybody stop for 10 minutes? I mean, it's not that much to ask. So goddamn rude. What the fuck do they think I'm doing? Playoffs? What are talking about? Playoffs? You kidding me? That is a disgusting act by Randy Moss. They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hook. Hello? You play to win the game. And now, your 2016 champion, soon to be two-time champion, and host, Maine. Oh, welcome once again to all my beautiful people, all my favorite people in the world out there, all my friends that listen to the Camel Messcast, available on Spotify, available just about anywhere that you listen to podcasts, and also you can reach out to us at thecamelmesscast at gmail.com. I am your host, Maine, of course, and here we are. Two weeks in the book, and a lot of carnage last week, and so the amount of carnage got to see a lot of people starting to loosen up a little bit, a lot of trades, uh, some of the usual suspects out there, we will get into all of it, but let's also see what's happened in the recap, uh, kind of see what went on last week, and then also start previewing the games uh, for next week. So, up first, we have a little bit of a surprise later too, I'm, I've got a new theme that I'm ready to roll out, I think everybody's going to really love it, so uh, first off, let's talk about what happened last week, huh? Weekly Recap. I forgot to crack a beer, but just so you know, I've got one going. I hope you have one going at home too. Even unless you're Vitaly working out at 6 a.m. and then, well, I mean, yeah, you still probably drink. I feel like the Ukrainian workout involves drinking and lifting big pumpkins and rocks, rock farming. Uh, but that's just, I just base my opinion of foreign countries off of what I see on social media, which I think is a very healthy thing to do. Last week. I don't want to talk about the injuries because there's too many to talk about. I mean, the big ones were Saquon's out, uh, CMC's on IR, and um, you know just a slew of other things. But anyway, we're gonna we're gonna skip that. I think everybody who's into fantasy football has known all about those injuries. What I want to talk about is the games themselves. And last week, uh, first game up, we had Jared C. Limbuck getting by Chalupa Batman one seventeen point seven eight to one eleven point nine eight. Very tight game here. It actually, I think Chalupa Batman had the lead like four minutes left in the fourth quarter or something of the last game on Monday night. So very exciting, but in, in the end, just couldn't get it done. And as a result, falls to one and one. Uh, Jared Seelenbach moves up to two and oh. Saquon Blockchain and Cabo Ghost. This was the keg watch of the game. And boy, did it live, live up to billing. Cabo Ghost, 132.02 to Saquon Blockchain's 67.4. You heard that right. He almost doubled him in points. Things look dire for Saquon Blockchain. Granted, he lost to Saquon Barkley in this contest, but even so, to put up 67 points is ridiculous. It ain't great, especially when you had a couple of guys that did pretty well. Uh, Kicker, 17. Beckham, 15. I guess Watson for 15 isn't that great either, but still, just between those three guys, you're already at like 45 points. That means like your other six or however many guys, five guys got basically zero. Yuck. Okay, Cabo Ghost moved back to one and one. Saquon Blockchain, 0-2, dead last place. Next game up, we had Reading Dwayne Bow 135 over Straight Bumps Honey 114. Not unexpected here in a result. Uh, Rogers, you know, continue to dominate and uh, Straight Bumps Homie not looking great. But the important thing from this matchup was Straight Bumps Homie showed some signs of life. His players look to be coming around. Some of those lottery tickets are just little glint, little sparkle in their eye. Little, little, you know, it's like. Uh, so basically, here's what happened. At week one, Wingus was a big pussy, and he basically, uh, you know, screwed up his draft strategy, and he basically walked out of there like he had like a like an ova, like an egg. You know, he had a little egg, and he was happy with it. Well, next in week one, prior to week one, he 
he took that egg and he kind of busted it apart by putting sperm into it. And so now what's happened in week two is we're getting into the gestation period and we're starting to see a little fetus start to develop in this team. And I, I will say, I think this was a big week for him because week one, he wasn't sure about what was going to go on. But week two, I think he went and he got the ultrasound and he saw, he heard the heartbeat for the first time, brought a tear to his eye. And I think he's feeling a lot better he did today than he did like four days ago uh, before the Thursday night or the Sunday night games. Thursday really didn't do anything for him, but Sunday, Sunday, Monday night games. So now he has a little, a little fetus that he's, he's harboring. Can be very curious to see if that fetus uh, can bring to term or uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Anyway, there's a lot of terms there. I can go that in different directions there. None of them felt right in the moment. So I'm just going to shut this analogy down because we're going to get to some dark areas pretty quickly. Uh, moving on, Gordon Lucko, 135. Over the Viceless 128.8. Another tight matchup, but in the end, Gordon Luck was just too much for the Viceless. Viceless, the hottest team in the league, has put up tons and tons of points. Uh, I think it might be the highest point scoring point, uh, highest scoring team in the league. Really surprising for a lot of ways, but uh, in the end, good for him. You know what? Stay hot. Excuse me. Get that hot start and you know try to ride it because I think darker days are ahead for you. But you know, hey, what am I? What do I know? You know, you've gotten a couple wins under your, or you haven't gotten a couple wins. So you're one and one, but still, you, your team looks good. I just hope that you're going to spend uh, score points on the games that matter because you don't want to score 130 in losing efforts. That never feels good. I'm over here. I'm about to puke. Don't worry about it. Okay. Next up, oh, I forget what was Keg Watch Game of the Week. Was it this one? I don't know. Anyway, Team 88, 115.58 over Sexy Lexi, 88.84. Things look awful for Sexy Lexi. I am sorry. Sexy Lexi. You know, you got to, you have, there's certain matchups on the calendar you have to win. You know, you have to win when you play Wingish, you have to play when you, you have to win when you play Joel, and you have to win when you play Scott. I mean, you just got to circle those. If you're not taking care of business during those weeks, you got real problems ahead. And not only did you not take care of business, you got your poop pushed in at the same time. That's like almost like losing two. So even though Sexy Lexi's one and one, his miles will, it feels like he's like one and three because his team looks awful and he lost to Scott, which is just rough. So tough loss for Sexy Lexi. On the flip side, though, Team 88, good for you. Pulling out a win, uh, getting, you know, your your, ch- your studs uh, really coming through. Patrick Mahomes, Nick Chubb, and also you've got a little bit of a fire here with their tight end position, uh, Jonu Smith. Boy, Jonu Smith. Tight end one on the year. Who knew that? But anyway, uh, good for you. Getting points in the Thomas absence. And really, anytime you can get through the Thomas absence without a, or with a, getting at least a couple wins without going winless, I mean, good for you. So Team 88, just a glimmer of hope there. Uh, good job turning it around. We'll see what happens to you this week. Last game, fighting for 11, 123, continues rolling uh, over Captain Scurve, 104.56. Just didn't have enough for Captain Scurve this week. Uh, Lamar Jackson was a little bit of a letdown. I think Raheem Mostert got hurt too, which was a bummer. And I'll tell you what, Vitt's team is so annoying. I'm so, I just don't, uh, it's just annoying. It's just annoying because it's like, it's like I think I've said that, I'm, I won't go on and on about this, but it's the same thing that I've said before. You know, it's the old fantasy football adage of like, oh, take take the names out of it. Just look at the numbers. That's all you got to do. Look at the numbers. And I swear, like, you look at the numbers behind players, like, great. Like, okay, yeah, of course there are guys you want on your team. But then you actually read the names and see the faces. And my God, is it ugly. But it, it, it works. It works. You know, who am I to say? Apparently, you need to wear headphones at, at draft and be any social to all of your best friends. Or at least your best friends that you think are your best friends, but really aren't because you have much better friends that don't speak English. Anyway. 
that is what happened. Let's take a quick look at the standings here, see how we're shaking up after two weeks. Still a little early to really get any separation, obviously, between the two teams, but we do have two 2-0 two teams. Jared C. Limbuck sitting at the top of the standings, uh, followed by Fighting for 11. They're the unbeatens there, uh, only separated by points scored, roughly about 20 points there. Uh, next, you have their block of one and ones, and it gets long. The Viceless, in, this is in order. The Viceless, Cabo goes four, Reading Dwayne Bow five, Gordon Lucko six, Chalupa Batman 7, Sexy Lexi 8, Captain Scurve 9, and Team 88 10. And then at the bottom you have Stray Bumps Homie and Saquon Blockchain 0 and 2 in 11th and 12th respectively. I think it's going to be an interesting week. I'll talk about it a little bit later I think, but um, I just week 3, like week 1 and 2 everybody's feeling things out for the most part, you know, kind of seeing where you're at. Nothing you don't want to overreact yet, nothing to panic about, but I think this week 3 could get a little bit dicey for some people. If you start seeing some 0 and 3s, you start seeing some 1 and 2s where people are going to be, you know, two, three games behind first place already. I think you start seeing some things move and some people start puckering up just a little bit there. So, that is what happened last week. That's where the league stands as uh as this podcast is being recorded. Let's get into some trades and transactions. I'm going to try to keep this short, but it's not going to be, so buckle up. Trades and transactions. There was a hell of a lot of moves this week. Some of it was injury-related. Some of it was just normal normal bullshit, but here we are. All right. Give me a second while I pull this up because it's a lot. All right. I got to go here, and then I got to click over here, recent activity, and then the first thing we're going to talk about is trades. So I'm going to come here. I'm going to say... Uh, transactions, and then I want to go here, and I want to say traded. Okay, some of the trades that were made this week, let's see, those were all on Wednesday. So, trades we had Thursday night. After, on the last mess cast, I talked up Cooper Cup, about how loved I love Cooper Cup. It might be irrational love for him, and he won't be moving. I traded him just mere hours, mere hours later, less than 12 hours later. The trade was Jared C. Limbach giving me George Kittle and James White for Cooper Cup and David Montgomery. In hindsight, looks terrible, but it was more of a long-term play with Kittle on the injured list. Um, but still, I think I lost that trade. I think Cooper Cup and David Montgomery are better than George Kittle, and James White is absolutely nothing worth of value. Uh, I say that knowing that I'll try to trade him next week and people are going to listen to this and now know that I don't think much of him, but hey, I am here to give you the best person, like, I, I, I am here to give you great, just, like, unfiltered, unbiased information, and I will tell you I do not like James White, and I'm not going to try to just say it one way or the other just to try to affect trade values, because that would be dishonest, and I am not a dishonest person. Anyway, Cabo goes losing that trade. Next trade up, Jared C. Limbach and the Cabo goes trading again. Uh, this was Christian McCaffrey from Jared C. Limbach, the injured Christian McCaffrey for Joshua Kelly and Austin Eckler. Now, I want to talk about this trade for a second because snap judgment from everybody was that, oh my God, what are you doing? CMC's great. Everybody was mad at Jared from what I heard. However, by the end of the day, when everybody had a chance to look at it and actually think for themselves and actually do a little bit of research, which you should probably do if you want to be good at fantasy football, they realized that Jared won this trade. And not just because Eckler's healthy, but Joshua Kelly, I think, is a legit stud. I think he's getting better and better. I can't believe Wingus doesn't have him on his team. Maybe he will by tomorrow. You never know. But I think I lost that trade. I'm just going to defend myself here for a second. So this trade, last two trades I've made, have been long-term trades. Looking at the way the league is shaping up, I am confident I'm going to be in playoffs. So this is a trade for week 13, 14, 15, 16. Those weeks, those are what I'm focused on now. I will get in playoffs, I'll stamp sign and deliver it, I will guarantee it. And so this is where I want to be. I want my team to be studly at 13, 14, 15, 16. I don't really give a shit about three. So don't worry about that. Just wait and see. Wait and see on my team. All right. 
All right, what do we got here? Let me get closer to the screen. Next trade. Again, Jared Seelenbuck involved in every friggin' trade. Uh, trading Jared Cook and David Montgomery for Zach Ertz, Juju Smith-Schuster. I gotta tell you, I think this trade was a bad trade for Turo. I know running backs in this league are overvalued. Properly valued? I guess, you know, they always say what? What's fair market value is the arm's length transaction, so it's really what the market will bear. And I mean, if this is what the what it is, and this is what it is. But I will tell you this. I think Juju Smith-Schuster might be back. I really do. I think he might be back. Zacherts has been awful, but I don't think he can remain awful. I just don't think it's possible. And I don't like Jared Cook mainly because I'm not a fan of Drew Brees, and I worry about Brees, and therefore I worry about everybody that catches the football downfield and is related to Drew Brees. Therefore, Dave Montgomery looks good. He's going to get the work, but still, he's not like as flashy as you want him to be. I just like the Ertz and Juju Smith-Suster side of this trade a little bit better. So, Sexy Lexi, losing this trade. Then we had a little baby trade. The baby trade is Devin Singletary for Julian Edelman. Now, this is because I have decimated my running back depth, and I had CMC, and I really didn't want to get involved with the whole waiver wire shit that was going on. So, I got Devin Singletary. Figured he'd be a stopgap for a few weeks. You know, kind of like a running back three. Hopefully get me through until uh, CMC can come back. But I'll tell you what, doesn't look good. I'm not happy about it at all. And I don't love Devin Singletary, so we'll see what happens. We had another trade. Saquon Blockchain finally making a move. It's like his third in five years uh, with Jared C. Limbach, Emmanuel Sanders, and Odell Beckham Jr. for Jarvis Landry and DJ Shark. Interesting trade. I actually think I like Shark and Landry slightly better for this, but I doubt. I think I'm in the minority. I think Fantasy Pros still loves Odell Beckham, and I bet Sanders is still rated high, even though he looked awful on Monday night. Um, so whatever, even trade. We'll say it's an even trade. You know, wide receivers, wide receivers, big deal. Nobody gives a shit. Uh, and that was it. That was all the trades here. Now, the important thing here was there was basically two big ticket players on the Fab today for our high noon, and that's what was very interesting here. Let me see offers report. Everybody thought I was going to be in on Mike Davis because I had CMC, but we had Straight Bumps homie burning $100 of fab, very rarely seen, uh, $100 from Mike Davis, who might only be good for three weeks. So, hey, do what you want to do. There you go. Get yourself Mike Davis, and you got to trot him out because it's what you got to do if you spend $100 on a player. Bunch of other bids from Mike Davis, $86, $58, so a little bit of an overpay, but he went and got his man. Good for him, Mike Wingus. Uh, Devontae Freeman was the next big ticket item. Uh, $100 bid out of Wingus did not work because he got Mike Davis instead. But what did we get? Oh, $39 from Sexy Lexi. Just beating me out by $1. I had $38 bid on him, so congratulations, Sexy Lexi. I was not very happy about that. Out of surpri- Very surprising here. Miles Gaskin for $50 out of Bill. Uh, the only other bid, the next highest bid I should say on Miles Gaskin was $20 from Vitaly. And I think that might have been, let me look. Oh, there was another one at seven, but still. Go get go get your man, Bill. Sure, $50 for Miles Gaskin. Knock yourself out. Everybody going crazy in week two on their fab. I kind of want to stay off the tracks on this one. That was kind of my thing. I think people were surprised, you know, since I'm in a strong fab position, I think I have $190 before today. I thought they, they think they thought I was going to go out and get all these people, but I don't know. I, I, think there's, I think there's more coming up down the road. And if you watch the smart owners in this league, the two smartest owners in this league are Vitaly and, uh, and, and Rogers. It, what, follow them. Watch what they do. That's what I, that's my advice. Watch what they do. They're holding their fab because they know you win or lose it later down the road. So good for them. I've already been talking 48 minutes. What the, oh wait, no, that's, that's not true. That's not true. Don't worry about that. That's something else I've got going on. Um, Okay, anyway, that's about it. Here's some defenses that went off. A whole bunch of bids. Probably the longest, hottest high noon we ever had. 
Um, but really, that was that was the the highlights was those two guys. Let's go ahead and get into our calling guest. Now, I want to tell you this is one thing I'm going to do a little bit of a different theme for the picks section. I was feeling a little amped up. I felt good about it. So we are going to have a beats section of the picks. We're going to spin some beats here. DJ Main. What? What? You're in the club. And you might want to, well, don't turn your radios up because I don't do very well on the sound level. So you might blow your speakers, but there's going to be some hot beats coming. So you want to get those fists ready. Get those fists pumping. 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 Pumping in the air. This is the beat section. Uh, 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 uh. Who doesn't love beats? If you don't love beats, I mean, come on. What are you doing? I think here I have a hot hot take. We're gonna do it in a quick aside for a second. I have a hot take that whoever doesn't like beats, you just haven't listened to the right beats. Yeah, if you don't love beats, haul at your boy. I'll make sure I'll get you some good beats. Holla at ya boy. All right, is that enough of that? Just prepare yourself for beats, okay? Let's go ahead and get into the calling guest, huh? Hello, motherfucker. Calling guest. All right, our calling guest this week is somebody very special. Uh, it is going to be the manager of Gordon Lucko. So let's go ahead and give them a call and see if they pick up here. Oh, hold on, hold on, not that one, this one. Hello? Hey, uh, is this Kelly Luck? This is. Kelly Luck, welcome to the MessCast. I'm your host, Maine. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, and I can't say I'm, I'm so, so happy to have the manager of Gordon Lucko on the program with us today. How's everything going for you? It's going good. It's about time that I got invited to this. I know it's a long time coming. I apologize for that, but this year we're doing better, getting everybody on, and uh, it's, it's a true pleasure to have you here. So, uh, first thing I want to talk about is your team this year. How do you feel? You've done pretty well, uh, sitting here at one and one, kind of right in the mix of things. How do you feel about your team moving forward? Uh, I feel real good. It, it feels good to have uh, my, two of my best wide receivers back. You know, it kind of sucked this week going without Godwin and. Definitely happy to have. Um, a full full team going. Wonderful, wonderful. Yes, that was tough, but you were able to survive. I think at sitting at one and one and at sixth place, just in playoffs, you can't be unhappy with uh, with everything how it's going. Uh, are you ready to pick some games with me? And we're gonna go through uh, the six games and uh, see what you think about your matchups and who you think's gonna win. All right. Absolutely, let's do this. All right, hold on a second, and I'll get things fired up and uh, let's get into it. Picks and predictions. All right, the first game we are going to talk about 
today. All right, let's see. I haven't really done a whole bunch of research on this yet, but let's talk about the Chalupa Batman going to the KBG Ghosts. Now, that's Bill versus Maine, the all-time record between these two. Uh, ooh, it's a lopsided one. Maine's over Bill, seven games to one all-time, so he's held the all-time record on that side. Uh, we've got projected points right now. It's one of the closest matchups this week. 110.1 for Bill to 109.1 for Maine. Let's go ahead and get down into this and see position by position uh, how everything's looking here. So, uh, the quarterback position. Ooh, Chalupa Batman is now starting Gardner Minshew going up against Russell Wilson. What do you think about that, Kelly? Absolutely, Russell Wilson. I don't Hands even down, think it's best close. quarterback in the league. hundred percent. Ooh, best quarterback in the league. You heard it here first from I love him. one I of love the most him. one of the most talented managers in the league. If you know she says it, you know it's got to be true. So Russell Wilson, big advantage there. Running back position. Bill has Kenyon Drake and DeAndre Swift going up against David Johnson and Devin Singletary. Ugh, that's a little bit closer. Um, I've been impressed with David Johnson so far, um, so I might I might edge that out just because Kenyon Drake, you know, and he's going to come on later in the season. I think so too, but um, I think you're right. I think I got to go Johnson Singletary, really, because I don't know what you're going to get out of Swift. That that, that backfield in Detroit's just a mess, and uh, I'm not unhappy to see that Bill has to play him this week. Wide receiver position where it gets a little more interesting. Uh, Bill has DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, and John Brown. And Maine is going with Julio Jones, DJ Moore, and flexing George Kittle, who may or may not play. If George Kittle doesn't play, he's going to take uh, Levante Chavalt or whatever his name is from Jacksonville. How do we feel about that matchup? Ugh. I mean, if Kittle doesn't play, I give the edge to Bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Kittle does play, I feel like Maine might be my guy. Oh, I like it. Okay, obviously the Hopkins and Adams double stack is is big time for Bill, but um, yeah, I yeah. agree. The, the, the Hopkins is good there. I oh, like Hopkins. He's so good. He's been better than I expected all year, so Bill really found a, a nice little diamond in the rough there, so good for Bill. Tight end yeah. position, uh, Darren Waller for Bill going up against Travis Kelsey for Maine. Oh, God, that's a tough one. I might be one of the best tight end matchups. Um, I'm going to give the edge to Kelsey. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, Kelsey goes Monday night, so I'm really looking forward to giving Bill the old Monday night pucker as Kelsey is able to drag me back into the matchup if I am losing, which hopefully I will not be. Uh, defense and kickers, we don't really care about, but Bill has the Browns and Chris Boswell for Pittsburgh, and Cabo Ghosts have Buccaneers and Justin Tucker, so uh, nobody really cares. We don't really talk about the, the kicker. So overall, who do you think is going to win this game? How, how are you feeling about each team? I think it's going to be close, but I feel like I'm going to go ahead and give the edge to Cabo Ghost. Oh, I love it. Okay, guest chooses Cabo Ghost, and the host chooses Cabo Ghost as well. We're locking it in, and now we can go ahead and move on to the next matchup. Send it. Oh, Kelly, you can't hear, but we're having, this is nope. just straight beats. We got straight beats bumping back here. We're, we've upped it this week. We're, we're going hard. And uh, to get into this, we're going to get into your matchup. So you are Gordon Lucko going up against Saquon Blockchain. That is Joel. All-time record between the two of you. 
Uh, let's see, Kelly versus Joel. You hold the record over him, five games to two all time, so you've had good success in the past. For this matchup, you are favored by an absolute boatload, 102.3 to 87.8. Saquon blockchain in a world of hurt after losing Saquon Barkley earlier this year, but he still sticks with the name, so good for him. Looking down through this, <laughs> hold on a second, I gotta refresh the page because ESPN is doing the weird thing again, so bear with me for a second as I reload that. How was your uh, time downtown tonight? Was it good? It was good. Hit up some chili water for a quick beer and then went across the street to Hotel Tango for a cocktail. Oh my god, the Lux have all the fun and we always knew that and uh, there just goes to prove it even more. Okay, I've got the rosters up right now. Okay, so your quarterback, Matthew Stafford, going against Deshaun Watson for Saquon Blockchain. Uh, Deshaun Watson takes that one. I think that might be the only edge Joel has over me, though. Oh, <laughs> I think you might be right. Okay, so slight edge to Deshaun Watson has a tough matchup this week at Pittsburgh, so that's going to depress his value a little bit, and uh, Stafford could get in a shoot on Arizona, so not, not as lopsided as you might think. Running back position, Aaron Jones, Melvin Gordon for Gordon Lucko, going up against Leonard Fournette and Zach Moss for Saquon Blockchain. Yuck. Yeah, not even close. I'm winning that one. 100%, and it's not going to be close. You're exactly right. Wide receiver position, you are starting three. Tyreek Hill, Chris Godwin, and Kenny Galladay, assuming he is going to play, which I think he does. Going up against T.Y. Hilton, the newly acquired DJ Shark, and Robbie Anderson. How do you feel about that matchup? Oh, definitely my team. Yeah, my, oh, yeah. my three are way better. I think your three receivers are better than any of his receivers. So I think even your worst receiver is better than his best receiver, which obviously means huge points on your side. Uh, and then tight end position, Hayden Hurst been extremely disappointing, but sticking with him, good for you. You know, why not roll it out one more time when you have a dear friend here, your host uh, that has two wonderful tight ends and would love to trade one to you. So maybe we'll have to talk about that a little bit <laughs> later. Uh, but Hayden Hurst going up against Chris Herndon. I don't know who I would pick in this side. Oh, Hayden Hurst. He, yeah. He's ready for his breakout game. They're not going to keep going to Calvin Ridley. They got to get some tight end action going. Okay, I like it. I like it. You know, you're sticking to it. So if, is this the week? If you don't see it from Hayden Hurst in week three, have you seen enough and now it's time to go shopping or are you going to give him like four weeks to go? You know, it, it'll just depend on what I see. Um, I mean, the offers are going to be really important. I really need to see what people are going to offer me. You know, I'm not mm -hmm. going to trade my guy short because I got faith in my team. I like it. I like. It. See, that's what you got to have. You got to have faith. You got to you got to stick to your guns a little bit, but you also got to know when to cut bait. So I agree. Two weeks might be a little bit early to cut bait. Give him another week and a nice little matchup here uh, against the Chicago defense and see what he can do. You know what? what, what okay. So anyway, uh, I think I have a pretty good idea of who you're going to choose here in this matchup. But why don't you just go ahead and tell me who you're going to choose. Hands down me. Oh, no, yeah. no doubt. I think so, too. I'm going to go Gordon Lucko as well. Oh, boy. Now I'm just typing things in wrong boxes. Okay. GL for Gordon Lucko. Gordon Lucko there. We are locked in, and we are moving on to the next game. Oh, these beats. God, they hit hard. Just fist pumps in the air. All right. It's a good thing you can't hear these because you'd probably be driving about 150 miles on the way home. All right. Let's um, let's see here. Okay. Next game. Let's go to this game. I think this is an interesting matchup, and I'm definitely going to have to... Let me see. Oh, hold on. See, now if I was smart, I'd be pulling these up while I was talking to you. But here we go. 
All right, we've got it. Next game up, Captain Skurve. That's my not going against the Vice List. That's Moto. Both these teams, one and one. Uh, All-time record between the two, Minot versus Moto. Uh, Minot holds a slight edge, three games to two. Uh, this one, very close to. We got 110.2 projected for Minot, 108.3 for the Vice List. Good battle of the one and one teams. All right, quarterback position. Lamar Jackson for Minot going up against Aaron Rodgers for Vice List. The overperforming Aaron Rodgers, the surprising Aaron Rodgers. How do we feel about it? I think that one's going to be a little bit closer. I know Aaron Rodgers is playing uh, New Orleans, which their defense is stepping up pretty good. So I feel like I'm going to go Lamar Jackson. Just I think you have to. I mean, I know it's a, a tough matchup with KC. That KC defense has been beatable, though. Take it from me because I started them for the first two weeks, and they weren't great. So I think uh, Lamar Jackson, even though it's good, it could be a shootout. You never know how that could go, but I think I agree with you. I think I like Lamar just a little bit better on that side of things. Uh, running back position, Delvin Cook. Todd Gurley for Minot going up against Alvin Kamara in CEH, the Fresh Prince of Hilaire, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. How do we feel about that matchup? Alvin Kamara, I got him in another league, and he's just putting up the numbers, so I feel like I'm going to give the edge there to Moto as well. I love it. I'm going to give that edge to Moto as well. And also, just a gentle reminder here on the MessCast, we do not discuss any other leagues at all because there is one league, and it is the best league, and we should be not playing any other leagues. Uh, wide receiver position for Minot, he's got Hollywood, Marquise Brown, and Michael Gallup, and A.J. Brown, who I think is going to play this week. So basically, those three guys going against Calvin Ridley, Ridley, Terry McLaurin, and uh, I guess I'm going to put him in there too. Let's just do the top uh, wide receivers now. So, Hollywood Brown, Michael Gallup going against Calvin Ridley and Terry McLaurin. Oh, that one's tough. I don't know if Calvin Ridley can keep putting up the numbers he's been putting up. Mm -hmm. At some point, they're going to go to Julio. God, I um, so. Oh, that one's tough. Um, you know, we're going with my net there. I think Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown's going to have a good week. I got faith in that. Okay, we're going to go with Hollywood Brown and, and my net side of things. I like it. We, we're projecting a crash for Ridley, which I need more than anything because Julio is on my team. Uh, tight end position, Logan Thomas for Washington. Uh, that's for my not going up against Austin Hooper for the Viceless. Another couple of stinky tight ends here. I think I'm going to go with Hooper here. Yeah, he just hasn't seen it this year, and hopefully Cleveland can turn it on, but Cleveland had, just looks like a dumpster fire. They had a little bit better uh, luck last week, but even so, I think you're right. I, I don't want anything to do with Washington yet. I haven't seen enough of it, so I'm going to I'm gonna lean with you on Hooper. Uh, flex position, A.J. Brown for Minot going against James Robinson, the running back for Jacksonville for Moto. Interesting matchup here. Hmm, that is. Uh, I'm going to go with Minot here. I got more faith. James Robinson, I'm not sure of yet. Mmm. I like it. Okay, so ooh, you were just projecting a big crash down to earth for Moto's team across the board. I like where your head's at, and I hope that it happens. Uh, defense, Colt and Kaimi Fairburn for Minot going up against Saints and Daniel Carlson, who I have never heard his name until right now, but that is the kicker for Las Vegas. Who do you think is going to win this matchup? Ooh, I feel like I went like 50-50 across the board here. Um, I think it'll be, I think Moto might go 2-1. and one. I think it's going to happen. Oh, okay. You're going to go Viceless. I am going to go Captain Skurve on this one because I liked your analysis where you were thinking that all these people who have been overperforming are going to start underperforming because law of averages, and I agree with you because I hope it happens. Uh, so, yeah. so I'm locking that one in. Let's go ahead and get into the next game. Got Got him.
All right. The next game we're going to talk about is Vitaly fighting for 11. A big matchup against Sexy Lexi. That's Turo. Uh, Vitaly, one of the best teams in the league, if not the best team in the league. 2-0, second place up against Sexy Lexi. 1-1 on the outside looking in eighth place. All-time record between these two has actually been getting closer over the past years. Uh, but still, Turo over Vit, nine games to two. It's I think it might be one of our most lopsided uh, matchups in the league, but yes, nine games to two, Turo over Vit. Uh, this projected points in this one, Vitaly heavily favored 118 to 8, one point, boy, talking, 118.8 to 104.6. Uh, let's take a look at what we got going on here. Dak Prescott for Vitaly going up against Ben, Big Ben Roethlisberger for Sexy Lexi. How do we feel about it? Uh, Big Ben's getting his arm back, but I'm, I'm going to lean Dak Prescott here. He's been He's fighting for that big contract, so I think you're going to see some great stuff out of him this season. Oh, he's been on fire, and I think that Dallas team just—even if the defense sucks—I mean, they, it actually kind of works out better for the offense for that team because they just got to put up points, and I think they can continue to do that. So I'm with you on that one. Dak Prescott gets the little check mark from me as well. Running back position: Miles Sanders and Jonathan Taylor going up against Derrick Henry and the newly acquired David Montgomery. Uh, I mean, Derrick Henry's bound to have a big game. He's kind of an underperformance so far, in my opinion, this season. Running back 24? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, I know Jonathan Taylor and Miles Sanders are going to get the touches, so I'm going to have to go with Vitaly here. I think so, too. That Jonathan Taylor, it just looks like he's going to be a top 10 Five maybe back by the end of the year, so I, I like that side of the coin as well. Uh, wide receiver position: Robert Woods and Allen Robinson for Vitaly going up against Adam Thielen and Mike Evans for Matt Turo. Interesting matchup here. I'm gonna go with Turo here. I got faith in Adam Thielen. I know he didn't do much after that first possession last week, but that's just because the Colts locked him down. Um, I'm gonna go with Turo. Okay, Turo takes the edge on that one. I. I, I think I agree with you too. I, Alan Robinson doesn't seem to be happy in Chicago, so I think that's kind of a cancerous situation that can only get worse as the season goes on. And uh, boy, Thielen and Evans, you just got to figure have to put it together at some point. So uh, I like both of those guys as well. I think that's a little bit of an edge for Turo there. Tight end position, Mark Andrews for Dally going up against Jared Cook, newly acquired for Sexy Lexi. How do we feel about it? Uh, I mean, it's just hard to go against Mark Andrews. He's a stud. He is, he is. He's actually underperforming on the year a little bit, but I still think you got to roll with him, and I think the cream the cream will rise to the top by the end of the year, just like much like this Fantasy League, and uh, Mark Andrews will definitely have better games in the future. So yes, I give the edge to Mark Andrews as well. Flex position, James Conner for Vidali, going up against Deontay Johnson for Sexy Lexi. Very interesting teammates head-to-head. -head. What are you feeling? James Conner. He's going to touch the ball. He had a good game last season. He's going to start rolling with Big Ben now. Okay. Well, I disagree with you there. I like Deontay Johnson. I think he is for real, and I think he only gets better as the year goes on. I think he could be a sneaky back-end wide receiver one, all things considered. Uh, so, yeah, I think I like Johnson a little better. I just worry about Connor's health more than anything. He just, he just always seems to be fragile, like one carry away from, you know, being in the doghouse or, you know, tweaking something. He just, I don't, I don't like, bad juju. Bad juju with James Connor for me. Uh, defenses, Bills and Will Lutz for Vitaly. Titans and Zane Gonzalez for Turo. Don't really care. How do we feel about the matchup overall? Which way are you going? I feel like Vitaly. I mean, he's got a great team. I think he's going to be hard to beat. Fighting for 11 for my guest. I am going to go with 
Turo in this matchup based on historical results. For some reason, Turo seems to be Vitaly's kryptonite, uh, 9-2 all time. I think he's beat him in a championship game. Vitaly might have got the monkey off his back a little bit, but still, 9 wins out of 11 times after all these years and everything. So I still like Turo, and he's got a new house now, so he's going to feel like a new man. And uh, yeah, I'll go, I'll, go, I'll go Turo. Let's see if Turo can get it done. I know it's lopsided, but we'll see if Turo can get it done. All right, you know what the next game is, don't you? Next game is going to it's going to be Keg Watch Game of the Week. The Keg Watch Game of the Week. All right, Keg Watch Game. Oh, these beats. Keg Watch Game of the Week is no surprise here. Team 88, Scott Thoman going against Straight Bums Homie. Two of the worst teams in the league. Uh, Team 88, 1-1 one one in 10th place. Straight Bums Homie, 0-2, 11th place. All-time record between these two guys. Uh, Wingus and Scott. Wingus has the edge on Scott seven games to four. Uh, the red line in this one actually projected to win uh, Scott Thoman 102.9 to 97.74 straight bumps homie straight bumps homie's been underperforming all year had a bunch of lottery tickets and keep in mind right now that 97.7 includes him not having a defense because he did not get the defense he wanted today in waivers Maine got him instead so that 97.7 will come up and I assume that it will be pretty much dead even uh, by the time he picks up a defense Looking down through the teams, uh, for Scott, he's got Patrick Mahomes at the QP position. Straight Bumps Homie has Kyler Murray, and very intriguing matchup. Which way are you leaning? I mean, you got to go with Patrick Mahomes right now. I mean, Kyler Murray, he's on fire his sophomore season, but I mean, I'm going with the Super Bowl champ. Patrick oh, Mahomes. okay. You got to remember, Pat Mahomes gets the Baltimore right now, and, and Kyler Murray gets the very soft Detroit. I think I'm actually going to lean Kyler Murray on that one. I agree with you, Patty Mahomes. Is probably better overall, but I like the matchup better for Kyler, and I think he'll be able to move the ball against Detroit, so I'm going to lean Kyler in that one. Uh, running back position, Nick Chubb and Deion Lewis. Is that real? Oh, it's, oh, it is real. Kelly, it's real. Nick Chubb and Deion Lewis for Team 88 uh, going up against Chris Carson and Mike Davis, newly acquired for $100 fab uh, for straight bums, homie. Which side are you leaning? Actually, kind of closer than I was thought at first glance here, but we'll see. What, what are you thinking? I mean, they both got great RB1s. Their RB2s are horrible. Awesome. Um, <laughs> I, oh, God. I guess I'm going to go Chris Carson. <laughs> okay. You're going the Carson Davis. I kind of like the Carson because Davis a little Chubb's bit Because starting to get some of his take taken away from Hunt. So it's I, I, right now I don't care about the rb Chris Carson out of all of them. Okay, I like it. Yeah, I kind of lean that way too. I just Dion Lewis. You can't start Dion Lewis, Scott. Get somebody else. Dion Lewis is awful. Mike Davis filling in for CMC. I think he could put up some decent points. So I'm gonna give that one to Straight Bums, homie. Uh, the running back position. Now here we go at the wide receiver position. This is assuming Michael Thomas plays. Michael Thomas and Amari Cooper for Scott going up against Ceedee Lamb and DK Metcalf for Wingus. Which side do you like? If Michael Thomas plays, it's definitely Scott's team here. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. I and actually, I think Cooper's going to wake up. I mean, he's actually. I well, wow, I'm surprised. I thought he was way worse than wide receiver 18 on the year, but wide receiver 18, that's not too bad. But still, I think he's got more in him. Uh, and Seattle could be a little bit of a shootout for that team. So I like Thomas and Cooper. CD Lamb getting better. I like the matchup of a, the head-to-head -head matchup of Cooper and CD Lamb. That's going to be fun to watch. But 
Um, yeah, I think if Thomas plays, that just gives anybody the edge. Uh, tight end position, Jonu Smith, who Scott told me in a private chat that he's falling in love with. So Jonu Smith for Scott going up against Dallas Godert, who could be the best tight end in Philadelphia. What do we think about this one? I'm an Ertz fan. I mean, I know they're throwing to Godert a lot, but... You know, Carson Wentz and Ertz got something special going on. That's not going to keep going. Oh, so, okay. Uh, let's go with, uh, I, I, I mean, I'm going to go with Scott. Yeah, I think so, too. John Smith, tight end one on the season. Obviously overperforming, but I think it can still continue this week, at least for one more week against Minnesota. So I like Johnu in that matchup. Uh, oh, my. What is Scott doing? Okay, flex position. He's starting Miami tight end Mike Gusecki. That's that's not a that's okay. So currently he's start he's flexing Mike Gusecki and he's running back, <laughs> running back to his Dion Lewis. I don't know what Scott's doing. I don't know what he's done, but here he is, uh, and that is going up against Antonio Gibson, the running back for Washington. Which way are you leading? I'm gonna go with Wingus. I'll always take a running back over a tight end. A hundred percent. Gibson is good. I think Gibson's trending in the right direction too. I think he just gets better and better and better as the season goes on. I don't know what Scott's doing. I, I can't imagine Mike Gusecki is his best player, but I guess Gusecki's been averaging 13.8 points. He's tight end six on the year, but still, that just oh, that doesn't feel good. Uh, defense and uh, kicker. Scott has the 49ers and Robbie Gold, so double stacking them. And of course, they were decimated by injury, so who knows what they're going to look like come... Oh, they're playing the Giants, so they're going to look great. Uh, and Straight Bumps Homie has TBD defense and Harrison Butker for Kansas City, so we don't really care about which side of that looks better. What are you thinking for the matchup overall? I understand why the cake watch match. Um... <laughs> Okay. Glad you approve. <laughs> um, I mean, it's not pretty. You know, I, I, I apologize. I'm gonna go ahead. And, <laughs> I'm gonna give the edge to Wingus. Okay. I mean, I feel like you don't have a tight end or in your flex. You got actually two running backs. I, I guess Wingus. Yeah, I think I feel the same way. I just don't know what Scott's doing. I do not like his lineup one bit. If he had, if he could get a better running back two and some, just anybody to flex, I think I might like him to his team a little bit better. But I think I got to be with you. I can't choose Scott. Straight bumps, homie, getting their first win of the year this week. Okay, we got one game left, and that is the game of the week. Behold, you sons of bitches. It's the KML Game of the Week. Oh, we saved some of the best beats for the Game of the Week. This is the premier matchup of the week. The two, two of the powerhouse teams. And we have... Reading Dwayne Bow, that's Rogers. He's traveling to Jared C. Limbaugh. Reading Dwayne Bow, one and one in fifth place, but has been unlucky. Has been putting up points, so he could be a little bit better than that. Jared C. Limbaugh, two and zero, oh, first place. Lost Christian McCaffrey, worked his ass off this week, and here he is back in the game of the week. All-time record between Jared and Rogers. Jared favored six to two. I'm looking real quick. One of only three teams he has beaten more than he's lost against. So that's interesting, but he, he, he's by far done the best against Rodgers all time. Line in this one favors Reading Dwayne Bow 114, nice and high up there against 107.6. So it's going to be a high-scoring affair. It looks to be a great matchup, and hence 
the game of the week. Looking down through the rosters, reading Dwayne Bow, the surprising for some, I would say, Josh Allen going up against Drew Brees, who may be cooked. How do we feel about it? You know, Drew Brees just isn't showing the arm strength that he has had lately. So, you know, Josh Allen, he's been on fire in Buffalo. I, I, I think he's going to stay on fire. I'm going to go Josh Allen and surprise pick here. I totally agree with that. I think Drew Brees is not the Drew Brees of two years ago. I know Thomas has been out, but even just his balls to open people that I've seen have not been good. Doesn't seem to have the arm strength, like you said. Doesn't seem to have the accuracy either, which is very surprising. Um, it's good news for Kamara owner. For Moto because there's a lot of checkdowns there, but I just don't know if he can push the ball down the field like he used to, and therefore I do not think he's worth rostering. But there we go. I'm giving the edge to Josh Allen with you. Running back position, Joe Mixon and Zeke Elliott for reading Dwayne Bowe, going up against the newly acquired Austin Eckler and Josh Jacobs for Jared C. Limbaugh. Interesting. I really like that trade for Eckler. I know it's kind of a surprise trade by a lot of people, but Jared's in first, gotta stay in first. Eckler's getting the touches. You know, I'm going to go with Jared here. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, I, I think Eckler's turning it on. I was not happy to trade him, but I figure what the hell. It's, you know, you're not going to be the first two-time by, you know, playing it safe. you got to take you gotta take some risk and see if you can put it together for the playoff run. But, yeah, I think I think Eckler's getting a lot of checkdowns. Also, I think I got news that uh, that Justin Herbert's going to be playing again, and Eckler seemed to be much more involved with Herbert behind center, so I like that for him. And Josh Jacobs is just unbelievable. I'm on Josh Jacobs. I'll say it right now. Josh Jacobs has the potential to end the season as the RB1 overall. Yes, I said it. I think it could happen. I think he's getting the touches, so I like that side. A little bit better than I like Mixon and Zeke. I mean, obviously they're great. Well, Zeke is. I don't know. Mixon's a little bit of a, a, a grab bag. He's a little bit of a conundrum. You never know what you're going to get. But Zeke, you know what you're going to get with Zeke. So, But even so, I like uh, Jacobs and Eckler for the pass catching on that side. Uh, wide receiver position, we got Marvin Jones and Keenan Allen for reading Dwayne Bow going up against Juju Smith-Schuster, newly acquired, and Odell Beckham, newly acquired. Half his team, newly acquired, by the way. I mean, that's Jared, right? That's, that's the way do. he does. He's the grease guy uh, of the league. He's the grease guy, so it's good. Keeps things moving. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to lean Jared here, too. I think this one's going to be a little bit closer than people expect, though. Yeah, it could be. You know what? I'm still I'm still out. I'm, I'm back in on Juju, but I am 100% out on Odell Beckham. I actually told Jared, please don't trade him to me under any circumstances if you're my friend. So I think he'll keep him away from me. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. It's tough. Actually... Yeah, no, I don't, I'm not picking Odell. I can't pick Odell. I'm picking Jones and Keenan Allen in that one. Tight end position, Hunter Henry for reading Dwayne Bow, Going up against Zach Ertz, your boy, for Jared C. Limbach. I think you know what this one's going to be. It's Ertz. All yeah, the way. Ertz. Love Ertz. Yeah, you got kind of a, a crush on him from what I've heard. It's okay. It's okay. I understand. He's a very, very good-looking man. Uh, yeah, I will go... Boy, Herbert behind center. I forget what Herbert did with, with Hunter Henry behind center. A lot of chargers in this matchup. I don't like that. Too many chargers between these two people. Um, anyway, yeah, I'll, I'll give it to Ertz still. I think I think he's got to turn it on. But still, I will say this. I'm worried about that Philadelphia team. I feel like we're like two weeks away from absolute panic and then being one of the worst teams in the league. Like, if they, if they lose the next two games, it's going to be real problems because they haven't looked very good and they haven't lived up to expectations. No, that's why he's going to go to his guy, Ertz. He knows that's his safety blanket. I like it. Okay, he's got to get it back to the deck to Ertz. That's how he's going to get this team uh, back on track. Okay, flex position, Tyler Lockett for reading Dwayne Bow going up against Stefan Diggs for Jared C. Limbuck. I love this matchup. I do too. They're both really good wide receivers. Um, 
I just I trust Russell Wilson a lot. I, I know Josh Allen's been on fire in Buffalo, but I'm going to go with uh, Lockett here. I like it. I'm going to go with Diggs. I think I'm going to play the hot hand. I like, kind of like him with Allen. I, think, I honestly think that Buffalo team may be for real, sneaky for real, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, but I'm leaning that way. Defense and kicker, Steelers and Jason Myers for Reedy Dwayne Bowe going up against Patriots and Greg Zerline for Jared C. Limbach. Patriots got a tough test at Las Vegas. I think that could be sneaky tough for them. Steelers get Houston, but they should be able to handle that because I think the Steelers might be the best defense in the league. Um, overall, what are you thinking about this matchup? You know, I'm going to I'm gonna try to go with Jared here. I, I think he's going to do it. I mean, it might be the first time. I don't think Jared's ever gone three and zero. I think he's gonna shock the world and go three. <laughs> She's gonna shock the world and go three and zero. Um, I am gonna say, see, here's the problem for me because I want to go Rogers, but I think for Rogers to win, Josh Allen has to, go to have a good game. But if Josh Allen has a good game, I think that means Stefan Diggs has a good game, which kind of cancels him out a bit. I still, I still am gonna go reading Dwayne Bow. I'm going to be contrarian. Reading Dwayne Bowe, I'm taking, uh, I think I like Zeke to, I think that Seattle game could could get a little crazy with a lot of points on it, or at least that's what I'm hoping for. So I'm going to take Reading Dwayne Bowe. I still don't trust Odell Beckham and Juju. I need to see one more week. But anyway, uh, it's going to be a good one. That's why it's game of the week. Who knows what's going to happen there? We will have to check into uh, this week to see what's going to happen. Let's get into some final thoughts. Hold on a second here. Final thoughts. All right, final thoughts. Uh... Interesting week. A lot of trades, as we went through earlier in the podcast. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how these new guys work out on their new teams. And it, I think this is going to be kind of a moving week for a lot of people. I think it's going to be, you know, you're going to see everybody right now, even if you're like 2-0 or 0-2 rather, and, uh, you know, if you can get a win this week, you're like, oh, I'm 1-2, I can get back into it. But I think 0-3 is a whole different mindset, just like I think 3-0 is a whole different mindset. So I think when you see some teams start getting at the extremes of the standings and some spacing coming out. You're going to see some more people panicking, trying to make some moves and everything. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Uh, I'll be really curious to see. So I think it's kind of an interesting week, an important week at the 25% way through. Nope, that's not right. Is that right? Nope, that's not right. Take take that back. 20%? I don't know what the math is about the third week at 16, but I'm going to take that back because that's something I can't do. Um, it's not great. Uh, what are your final thoughts? What do you think is going to happen this week? You know, I think it's a good week. I really, I got a lot of confidence in my team. I know people have been downplaying it a little bit, but um, I think it's going to be an interesting week. There's a lot of weird matchups, so it will be interesting. I mean, we'll see what happens. I like it. I like it. I think that that, that game of the week is going to be a good one. I'm going to keep an extra eye on that. I think that's going to be a lot of fun, so I think that could be fun. Um, Let's get into, you want to hear my haiku this week? Of course. All right. Haiku this week. It's a little homage to Waiver Day here, and uh, therefore, I'm going to title this one Fab Fuckers. <clears throat> Davis and Freeman, RB1s or RB9s? Two twats, we'll find out. All right, I'm your host, Maine. Thank you so much for joining us to uh, the manager of Gordon Lucko. It was a pleasure having you on. And uh, everybody, good luck this week. And we will be back next week with another mess cast. Thanks for joining us, Kelly. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, let's see here. Anything else to talk about? I think I've done everything. Uh, again, we're on Spotify now. You can reach us at camomesscast at gmail.com. And uh, that about wraps it up for this edition, everybody. So stay safe out there. Great cash, homie.